3: Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan.
0: Yes, g'day everyone. Welcome to News Fighters for today for the 8th of October 2021. News Fighters is a comedic look at the big stories of the week in Australian news, media and politics presented by me, Dylan Bain, the Rob Stokes of News Comedy. But first, I know uh, at the end of last week's episode, I said I wasn't going to do an episode this week. But then literally one hour after I posted the episode, this happened.
4: Gladys Berejiklian today sensationally resigning after almost five years as Premier. Brought down not by the pandemic, not by
0: the bushfires, but by her ex-boyfriend, former MP Daryl Maguire. Yes, Australia's second most intrusive Daryl. ...after Daryl Summers. Now, it's been a big week in New South Wales politics. Like I said, I wasn't planning to do an episode this week, uh, and I've been very busy uh, with corporate uh, work, trying to make money. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't had time to write a script this week. So, I'm doing the episode completely differently, and I'm going to uh, play clips and uh, try and remember the funny jokes I had written uh, to go off the back of them in my mind. Just think of it as being like, it's a writer's strike episode... Uh, but the writer is me and I'm on strike because I'm too busy working with my day job. Uh, So, yes, uh, Gladys uh, resigned. What what did she have to say?
5: As the leader of the New South Wales government, I have expected the highest standards of myself and my colleagues. I have made it clear on numerous occasions that if any of my ministers were the subject of allegations being investigated by an integrity agency or law enforcement, then he or she should stand aside during the course of the investigation until their name was cleared. That same standard must always apply to me also as the Premier.
0: Yes, that's right. Gladys Berejiklian sets the rules for herself and her MPs. And when she is investigated by ICAC, like her MPs, she has to resign. I mean, it's a bit like if you're at work and you said, uh, and you were the boss and you were like, whoever steals the next cookie is getting fired and then you steal the next cookie and have to fire yourself except instead of a cookie it's a 20 million dollar conservatorium
3: of music icac announcing a public inquiry into her conduct while in a relationship with former waga mp daryl maguire in particular her role in awarding two state government grants five and a half million dollars to the australian clay target association and 20 million for the riverina conservatorium of music but
0: gladys stood firm
5: i want to be very clear In all the decisions I have ever made as a minister, or as Premier of New South Wales, my first consideration has always been the wellbeing and welfare of the people of this state.
0: Especially those who want shooting ranges and uh, music conservatories. They are first and foremost.
5: I state categorically I've always acted with the highest level of integrity. History will demonstrate that I've always executed my duties, again, with the highest level of integrity for the benefit of the people of
0: New South Wales who I have had the privilege to serve. I mean, of course Gladys thinks she's done nothing wrong. This is the government that thinks pork barrelling is just part of their job. The Premier has
4: made an extraordinary admission, revealing she believes political pork barrelling is okay. Destroyed documents have now been recovered, showing she personally approves spending tens of millions of dollars just on Liberal seats.
5: The term pork barrelling is, is common parlance, and if that's the accusation made on this occasion, I'm happy to accept that commentary.
0: So of course, with ICAC doing its job of investigating people for corruption... Scott Morrison immediately lashed out at it. Scott Morrison used
3: a morning media blitz from ISO to attack the New South Wales Corruption Commission for forcing Gladys Berejiklian out of politics. Oh, look, it's certainly not a model that we'd ever consider at, at a federal level, and I think that's been on display for some time. There are millions of people who've seen what's happened to Gladys Berejiklian, and will understand that that's a, that's a pretty good call not to follow
2: that model. Yeah.
0: Yes, the model where ICAT can't actually convict anyone, it can only investigate them, and the Premier stepped down voluntarily. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a model to be feared. New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard has a better idea.
2: There's no question that we need an ICAC,
0: but whether it should be a model that is much closer to the Hong Kong model, where these matters are dealt with behind closed doors. Yes, that bastion of democracy. Checks notes, Hong Kong. But don't worry about Gladys, because in the Liberal Party, resigning in disgrace is no impediment into falling upwards into a career in federal politics.
3: Um, any chance of you offering a, uh, a job in, in federal parliament? Would you like to see her run for the seat of Ringer? She has a lot more to contribute, I know that, but they are really issues for Gladys to work through when she's ready to do that. Right. right now, she's going you know, to deal with the issues before her, uh, but I know she's got a lot more to contribute, and I'm, there are many ways that I'm sure yeah. she can do that. And uh, when she's when she's worked through those issues, I'm sure she'll set out what she would like to do next. <laughs> she should know that she yeah. has tremendous support, both in the Liberal Party and I think right across New South Wales for the fantastic jobs that she's
0: done. Yes, and Gladys isn't the only one who could potentially be uh, failing upwards into federal politics.
5: The New South Wales Transport Minister, Andrew Constance, has confirmed he'll quit state politics to run at the next federal election.
3: Andrew Constance, the Transport Minister, announcing... He's leaving too. I'll be resigning as transport and roads
0: minister after ten and a half years of serving as a state minister. Yes, ten and a half years and he didn't go anywhere. Well, now he knows what it's like to wait for a Sydney bus. Nailed I got you! I got him! I can retire now! I can resign myself! But don't worry, this tilt at federal politics mightn't even last. We all remember when he threatened to run last year.
3: His second Canberra tilt after last year's 24-hour bid to run for Eden Monero. Less
5: than 24 hours after announcing his candidacy to run for the federal seat of Eden Monero,
0: Andrew Constance has now changed his mind. Yes, everyone waited 24 hours and uh, Andrew Constance didn't turn up. Just like a Sydney bus. Bloody
1: gotcha! (laughs) Yeah!
0: Our transport system's a disgrace. Did I mention I hadn't written a script this week? Uh, anyways, next up, uh, it was a bit of a, a conga line of resignations from State Parliament. Who else left? Good
3: evening. The New South Wales government has tonight lurched from crisis to catastrophe, with Deputy Premier John Barillaro announcing his shock resignation.
4: The Deputy Premier is calling time on his political career, suggesting a midlife crisis.
0: I am leaving politics and I'm there. I'll look to a new career. I turned 50 in November. Maybe a bit of a midlife crisis. Yes, John Barillaro resigning due to a midlife crisis. And it's funny, I've been reading up on midlife crises and I never realised that uh, one of the main symptoms of which was being uh, held to account by a YouTube comedian.
3: He also cited his ongoing defamation case against commentator Friendly Geordies.
5: He acknowledges he's been stewing over the decision for months. Online taunts have taken their toll.
0: It has taken a toll. It is tough on anybody in public life. Uh, to continue in this role, especially under so much scrutiny. Yes, that's right. YouTube comedian Friendly Geordies brought down the Deputy Premier of New South Wales and what turns out to be the highest profile politician to resign as a result of a comedian since Monty Python forced the resignation of the Minister for Silly Walks in 1970. Since 2013,
3: Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness.
0: All right, moving on. Now, I'm no politics expert, but I believe that the resignation of Gladys Berejiklian means we're actually going to get a new Premier of New South Wales. Oh, and here he is now. Who is it?
5: Dominic Perrottet becomes the youngest New South Wales
1: Premier.
0: Good evening. New South Wales has a new Premier tonight, the youngest in the state's history. Yes, he's so young that nobody in Sydney seems to know his name.
1: He's the new Premier.
0: Uh, Dominic Perrottet.
5: He's that.
0: Do you know who that is? Um, Yeah, the new... um,
4: I can't pronounce his surname. Yeah, Perrottet, whatever.
0: Yeah, Dominic, I can't remember his last name. Uh, He's the Premier-elect. All right, so let's dig in a bit into who is Dominic Perrottet. Well, there was one main trait that the media seemed to keep bringing up. A staunch Catholic with staunch Catholic views. A criticism throughout his career
3: has been that Dominic Perrottet has conservative views as a staunch Catholic that would make him unelectable.
5: You're a conservative Christian man with traditional views. What about all those people who don't share those views?
0: Yes, I love the Australian media. How dare a political leader be religious? So yes, Perrottet is a staunch Catholic, but do we have any proof he's a staunch Catholic? He's not just saying he's religious to curry favor with the religious right. Is he is there any proof at all? That he's a staunch Catholic. A father of six
5: and a devout Catholic. The devout Catholic also juggles being dad to his six children.
0: Uh, That probably proves that he's a devout Catholic, yes, right, okay. Um, Moving on, the uh, New South Wales state opposition leader, Chris Minns, wouldn't be dragged into the uh, media mud pit over Dominic Perrottet's religious views for a very good reason. I mean, it'd be a bit hypocritical for me to
3: criticise Dominic Perrottet for being a practising Catholic when I'm a practising Catholic.
0: Oh, come on, Chris Minns. Being a hypocrite is what being a politician's all about. Lay into him for once. Every dodgy politician always talks about how dodgy the other guys are when they're even dodgier. So if he's Catholic, you should hassle him for being Catholic. Doesn't matter if you're Catholic. Do your job. Okay, so he's religious, but, you know... How religious could he be, really? He's not going to turn off voters with his religious views, is he? Dominic Perrottet is a devout
3: Catholic who has previously opposed same-sex marriage and the decriminalisation of abortion. The state's top job now rests with a man who last year voted for abortion to remain a crime. I choose life. And I encourage others to do the same. He's anti-abortion, anti-same-sex marriage, even backing Israel Falau's right to post anti-gay statements. He is employed to to play football. I don't think anybody is actually following his Twitter um, uh, religiously. He
4: was against laws to force priests to disclose cases of child abuse revealed in the confessional.
3: That the confessional seal is sacrosanct for every priest In every penitent, no matter who and no matter what sins are confessed.
0: Yeah, that's a a little bit too religious, I think, for many people in New South Wales. And and then Dominic Perrottet contradicted himself by saying this this week.
3: I think a fundamental premise of, of, of my values is respect and dignity for everyone.
0: Just not the Liberal Party women who want to be in his cabinet.
3: Rob Stokes had pledged gender equality in his cabinet if he'd won. Dominic Perrottet agreed more women are needed, but he wouldn't match the commitment. No, it's something I'll work towards. I'm not making any commitments in relation to the cabinet.
0: And then in terms of uh, other views that uh, might rub people the wrong way, uh, he thinks people making 120 grand a year deserve some tax cuts. Why should we be saying as a, as a country
3: that people who aspire to earn $120,000 or more should somehow not... Have more of their money, that they hard, okay. hard-earned money, in their own hip pockets, to make their own choices, rather than giving those giving those funds to the government to make choices. And we've seen a lot of the waste at a federal level. Oh.
0: But in terms of employment and jobs, there is one group he'll stand up for.
3: Uh, we made the decision to to ensure that we made a greater investment uh, in the stonemasons who are doing essential work uh, for the betterment of the state.
0: Yes, once again, another New South Wales premier in the pocket of big stonemason. Of course. Being the first millennial premier, he's decided to tackle one issue, which millennials can relate to.
5: As the first millennial premier, he also has housing affordability on the agenda. He says one of the focuses of his government will be housing
3: affordability. We are facing a real challenge right now when it comes to generational equity, when many young people today cannot get their keys to their very first home.
0: Yes, and of course, one of the main reasons housing is unaffordable in this state and in Sydney is largely due to the policies of your party that's been in power over the last ten years. In fact, I'm personally about thirty grand out of pocket because you decided to axe the first home buyers' bonus and the stamp duty waiver when you got into power ten years ago. Rich was right when I was house hunting. Ah yes, I love the political dysfunction in this country. Uh, As soon as anything gets hard, leaders quit and then new leaders come in uh, trying to fix the problems that the previous leaders made who are also in the same party as them. Meanwhile, we forget to vote them out because we forgot that these guys actually made the problems that they're trying to fix. I need a holiday. And then there's the thing that's most associated with Dominic Paraday during his time as Treasurer, the Eye Care scandal.
5: Eye the state's workplace insurer, has been one of his other babies, troubled, though, by mismanagement. Pressure is mounting for the New South Wales Treasurer to stand aside over his handling of the state's workplace injury insurer. Allegations aired by the Sydney Morning Herald and ABC of chronic underpayment of injured workers and poor financial management have plunged Eye Care into controversy, along with its creator, Dominic Perrottet.
0: Now, the eye care scandal is very long and complex, uh, but thankfully, ABC Radio Sydney's Robbie and Wendy decided to uh, read the whole laundry list of uh, allegations uh, to Dominic Perrottet himself when he was on the radio in August last year.
2: Treasurer Dominic Perrottet is with us this morning.
4: Good morning to you, Treasurer. Morning, Robbie. Morning, Wendy. All right. Dominic Perrottet, under your stewardship, ICARE, the organisation that you created in 2015, has ended up with double the number of workers unable to return to employment. It's facing claims that more than 50,000 injured workers could have been underpaid by $80 million. It's been revealed that the number of executives being paid over $300,000 has risen from two to 45 people, a 22-fold increase. It's been involved in contracts that haven't gone to tender, referrals to ICAC and a former chief executive whose wife, as we learnt yesterday, was paid $800,000 over three years without a tender. That, combined with the fact that two of your staff were on the care payroll, despite working in your office and doing no work for the organisation, and comments from the chief executive of the State Insurance Regulatory Authority that ICARE's performance is unacceptable, adds up, surely, to a litany of failures, some of them potentially illegal, under your watch. As the instigator of this scheme and the person ultimately responsible for its operations, will you resign as New South Wales Treasurer? Uh, No, Robbie. Either you weren't aware of how badly the organisation was operating, in which case that's a dereliction of duty, or you were aware and did nothing about it, equally a dereliction of duty, surely.
3: I think that there's no doubt a range of issues and the board um, who um, is responsible to me as the treasurer um, uh, have been dealing with a range of these issues over time.
0: Yes, a massive scandal which Dominic Perrottet was in charge of for which he takes no responsibility. This guy has federal politics written all over him. And then on top of all this, there's Perrottet's handling of COVID and I didn't think anyone could be more pro-business anti-lockdown than Gladys Berejiklian in this state and get away with it, but
4: boy oh boy. The anti-lockdown Treasurer. The anti-lockdown pro-business
5: Dominic Perrottet has been an anti-lockdown advocate.
3: He's been very vocal about the need to open up and has been opposed to lockdowns throughout almost. But we can't just keep going into
0: lockdown
3: every single time there's a few cases. I would say in many states it seems that there's a 100% focus on health at the expense of people's livelihoods.
0: And then upon taking the leadership this week, with Sydney due to come out of its four-month lockdown next week, Perrottet said he was going to do things a little bit differently.
3: Good evening. Freedom is being fast-tracked for our state. New Premier Dominic Perrottet today putting his own mark on our Roadmap Out of lockdown.
5: From Monday, you can have 10 people over to your house rather than five. That number doesn't include any children under
0: 12. Which means if everyone you have over to your house is like Dominic Perrottet and has six children, you can technically have 70 people inside your house. And then he had this brainwave to help slow COVID. And when we hit 80%, Masks will no longer
3: be required in office buildings. These changes today I think will make a real difference. We want New South Wales to open up as quickly as possible.
0: Yes, because everyone will definitely want to go back to work if it's full of maskless people.
4: From the Medical Association though. Seems to be focusing more on the uh, economic realities and challenges facing Sydney and potentially pushing uh, health advice Uh, into the background.
0: He also had this pro-business announcement. While singing will be allowed not only by performers, but choirs up to 10. Yes, great news for the 10-person choir industry. Finally, you can get back to work singing and uh, spreading COVID over everyone. Good job. And then there was this bizarre announcement about nightclubs.
5: On the Monday, after the state hits 80% fully vaccinated, nightclubs can open, but dancing is banned. Nightclubs can open, provided they operate
0: like bars and offer seated drinking only. Yeah, great. You can uh, sit in a nightclub that's now a bar and reminisce about all the fun times you had when it was a nightclub. Yeah, look, honey, there's the flight of stairs I fell down after I had 14 Jaeger bombs back when they used to have an indie night here. Ah, those are the days. Anyways, in conclusion, let me be the very first to say, Premier Dominic Perrette, resign, please. Alright, thanks for listening. That's Newsfighters for today. Completely unscripted, kind of. Uh, Newsfighters is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain, for sans Pants Radio. Big thank you to everyone who's been signing up to the Patreon and buying me coffees. Don't forget to support the podcast and get early ad-free and monthly bonus episodes Uh, Hit subscribe and pay on Apple Podcasts or pay us money on Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Or if you just want to buy me a coffee for next week when I can go to a cafe, go to buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Also, after uh, what happened with Facebook this week, all the testimony, you won't be surprised to know that we don't advertise on Facebook. So please sign up for our free Substack newsletter at newsfighters.com. And don't forget to follow us along on Twitter and Instagram at NewsFightersPod. And hit follow on your podcasting app or subscribe on YouTube. Well, big show, big week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Also, don't forget, if you're in Sydney, you can catch uh, little mini bonus episodes Friday mornings on 2SER Radio 107.3 on their breakfast show between 6 and 9. Anyways, I might take next week off. I don't know. Uh, In the meantime, here it is, your whiff of pine. Well, of course, I was on the project once, by the way, and said um, during the smoke in Sydney. Yes. And they asked me about my views about that, and I said I didn't understand why people couldn't go to their beach houses. Yes. Which caused quite a sensation. (laughs) I don't think Carrie didn't really like it very much.
5: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.